Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is in honor and memory of Rav Yesuf Halevi Weinberg, all of our shalom, Rav Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, all of our shalom, and Rav Yehla HaKoyen Khan, all of our shalom. It is also in merit and schus of Rav Zev Yecheskel HaKoyen and Risha Katz, Le'erich Yomim B'Sharim Tevis, for many long, healthy years. So we're learning about the awesome, the awesome connection that is made when we learn Teirah where the very mind of a person becomes united with the divine will and the divine wisdom. As it manifests in Torah. So we're learning Torah, we're not just learning an idea. We're learning godliness. And not just learning it and embracing it as we would, let's say, following the laws of God, following the king's orders, where we also embrace as we learned in the end of chapter 4. Here, it's internalized in the mind. And as he explained in both ways, both the mind absorbs the idea, and the idea absorbs the mind, captivates the mind. Both makif and mukaf join together. So when we're talking now about halacha, as the, Ramba, as the, as the Alter Rebbe gave, when he said, al-derech moshul, when a person learns something and understands something, So his mind, So both sides, the mind of the person absorbs the idea, surrounds it and encompasses it. And the idea, which is the halacha, which is higher than the human mind, encompasses in turn the mind. Now, all this is now going to lead to this tremendous statement that the Alter Rebbe is going to state after he explained that when you have this learning, and he gave the example, he said, he said, So he spoke about Reuven argues this way, and Shimon argues that way. So the Torah, which is the Ebrister's will, and, and wisdom says so-and-so, when you're learning that and your mind understands it, you're becoming one with that very divine idea. But because it's seichel adam yidiyah, and after this understanding of how the mind works, here's, what, here's the conclusion of the statement. So we're continuing to learn. This is an awesome union. A phenomenal merging experience. That there is no other merging and unifying experience like it. Nothing remotely comparable exists in the physical world. Where you become, where a person becomes completely one. With another entity, from every conceivable perspective, from every angle. 
Now, obviously, this doesn't mean physical, physical, but think about it. When the mind encompasses an idea and the idea encompasses the mind, they join and merge together like nothing is comparable to that type of union. And it is awesome. It is a phenomenal. It is a wondrous. The word Yechud Nifla. Why? Because when you think about it, try to bring together any two entities, whatever it may be. When you bring together two entities, even though they can merge to the point that from the physical eye, the naked eye, you don't see a difference, but they nevertheless are two different entities. They don't become one-one. Here, you can't distinguish. Once the mind absorbs an idea, can you distinguish between the mind and the idea? Before the idea entered the mind, so it wasn't there part of your mind yet. You didn't understand it yet. You didn't learn it yet. But once you've acquired it, and once you've absorbed it, and the idea has absorbed you, has captivated you, as we learned earlier, and the tater, which is higher than the mind, is surrounding, like he said, it's melubish. The words that he used earlier several times. When the Al-Tareb explained both sides of it, where he said that, So both the mind grasps it, and the mind is enclosed in it, you can't separate between the two. That's called Sadu Pino. No matter where you go, it became one. Oxidus explains, for example, the difference between Eishi Saksiva and Eishi Sachkike. That when you write letters on parchment, a Sefer Teira, so once they become part of the parchment, they're there. And they can be permanently. But, but is it really permanent? We know there can be. They can get rubbed off, erased, cracked. Because the ink and the parchment are not one entity. So then Chesidus brings when you engrave letters in stone, so it's made of the very stone itself. But even there, it's still, the letters make the stone darker because it's like an impression. So Chesidus brings that in engraved letters, there's yet another level. Engraved through and through. Like it was by the luchis, by the tablets, by Matan through and through, and that's why it says it was a miracle for the Samach and Mem, because the Samach is a circle and it would go through, it would just create a hole. If you don't engrave it through and through, you could see the Samach. And yet, it was a miracle because that's how it was. So regardless, even there, it's made of the very stone, but can you say it's one, completely one? Even though it's made out of the stone, there's still letters. But it's Al-Derech example, but it's not quite when it comes to the mind, the very mind, and the brain of a person absorbing an idea is even more than that because you can't even distinguish and say these are the letters. Yes, you can say here's a specific idea, but the idea has become one with the mind. And there's nothing comparable to that, as he says, <coughs> Begashmis. Begashmis, there's nothing comparable to that in the physical world. So now we see this Yichud Nifla that we're talking about, this union that is achieved through learning Teda, and only through Teda. But here comes an obvious question. This idea that an idea becomes one with the mind is not just when you learn Teda. Any idea, anything you learn, mathematics, astronomy, any idea you learn, the idea becomes one with the mind. 
So why does he say this is specifically when it comes to halacha, teira? So even though in truth he doesn't say here explicitly that it's only teira, he says teira, when you learn teira, it becomes such a yichud. And since teira is one with the eibishter, so the yichud is with the eibishter. Whereas when you learn another science or another wisdom, yes, you could also say there's a certain union, but it's not a union with God. It's a union with the, with the idea. But it goes even further more than that. It goes even more than that. That you could say that you could say also includes understanding other wisdoms. So one of the explanations for this is like this. When you learn, let's say, an idea in astronomy, you learn something about the planets, about the stars, about the solar system. So it's true, the idea, you become one with the idea, but you don't become one with the planet. You don't become one with the solar system. That's not what happens. You become one with the concept. Whereas when it comes to Teira, Istako, Baraisa, Bara Alma, Teira isn't just the wisdom of existence, it's the blueprint of existence. When you learn Teira, you're learning the very as essence of existence came from this blueprint called Teira. So when a person learns Teira, they're learning the actual idea as it is in its root. A science is to understand the idea. It's the concept of the idea. Teda is the very essence of, that, of, the, of, the, of the physical matter. So when you're learning Teda, you're learning the, the mind of God as it creates existence. Not just the idea and the wisdom within existence. So therefore it's a yichud nifla on that level as well. But let's forget member point number one as well. The Yichud Nifla ultimately is not just with the wisdom, it's with the God who's the conceiver of this wisdom. And that's in Teda. The wisdom of the Eibishter in existence is the wisdom God uses to create something. The wisdom of God in Teda is the wisdom of what God is and reflects the Eibishter himself. Not just in his art or in his creation, the Eibishter himself. So the Yichud Nifla is on all levels here. In Teda, more than it is in any other type of wisdom. Though you could say there's no question that when a person understands an idea, it's a deeper Yichud, a deeper union, than other aspects of grasping something. If you hold on to something, let's say you grasp something in your arms, you can't call it a Yichud Nifla. You could say you're grasping it, you're holding it, you're owning it, but it hasn't become one with you. When you're holding an object in your hand, the object in your hand have not become one. Whereas when it comes to Seichel, they become one. Now we take it for granted because it's just what it is. But if you think about it, let's say we didn't have this capacity to understand something. So we indeed would not have an experience of such type of merging, of such awesome union of two entities. The idea that Seichel can understand something that it itself began without knowing this idea and not just understanding, but completely becoming one with it, is a chiddush of seichel. And that's the, mitz- the chiddush of mitzvah's teda, yudir teda, as we're going to learn now. The idea of learning something and becoming completely absorbed by it and being absorbed in it. And as such, this is the yichud nifl that we just described. So it's, it's worth reading this one more time. This is an awesome union or merging. There's no other merging experience like it. 
There's no, there's no, he says two things. There's no other merging experience like it, no other union like it, and nothing remotely comparable exists in the physical world. Which only underscores the uniqueness of it. There's no similar, there's nothing, there's no such union, and nothing comparable can be found in this physical world. And as he adds, and Two words. Just to emphasize, not just echod, but also yachid. Because echod, two things become one. But yachid, they become inseparable, completely fused into each other. Now the fact, and to the point, mamish, mamish, he adds, called sadupina. So mamish only underscores even more that he's not just talking figuratively, it's literally. From every side and angle, from every conceivable aspect of it. Now the truth is in Gashmis, in physical world, as I said before, two things can never be that way because physical physicality by definition is separate from one another. Two things occupy different space, different personality, different features. Yes, you have alloys, you have elements, you have ingredients that can join together and they can become one. Let's say you bake a cake and so on, and other similar examples. But this yichud is not just that, as I said. Here, it becomes so much one that there isn't even an element where one is separate from the other. Total fusion. Okay. And now, the Alter Rebbe continues. Remember, the key point in this chapter is to explain how Torah, knowing Torah and understanding Torah, has this powerful dimension that even mitzvahs don't have. So now he's going to go to the next half of this chapter. He's going to talk about the mile of Teda over mitzvahs. Even though mitzvahs are also divine will. And they also manifest. Evarim demalka. What do you need more than that? The limbs of God himself. Kavyachl, so to speak. The limbs of the king. And when you embrace him, even if it's dressed in a garment, you're embracing the very king, as we learned in chapter 4. But still, here we're talking about an internalization. It's not just embracing the king. Not just the child embracing the father, the neshama, embracing the king, his father, but rather, more than that, that it becomes internalized. It's like you and your father become one and your minds understand each other. Not not just understand each other, that's putting it mildly. They become one, literally one. Because you're understanding the the father, in this case, the Ebrishtah's rotsun and chachma. And it's completely absorbed in your mind. Remember, we're not talking about learning Torah. We're not talking about Amunah, that you believe or you accept with Kabbalah sale. You're understanding. We kept on saying, Meven Umasik, he understands and comprehends the Torah. He understands that when Ruven says this and Shimon says that, that this is the Ratzon and Chochmah of the Ebeshtah, that Psach is so-and-so, it's understandable. You own it. Your mind, instead of it just being a mind that's understanding ideas, you're understanding God's idea. And that's that total Yichud Nifla. So now, in the second half of the chapter, he's going to go ahead and explain how this is the greatest mitzvah, greater than even the mitzvah of mitzvahs in general. We also understand by now what tfisa means. Remember the beginning of the chapter was less machshav, tfisa. What's tfisa? Why the language tfisa? Because no thought can grasp God in this fashion, except a thought that's about God's thought and God's mind. And it's tfisa. 
It's full grasping, it's full internalization, full absorption, full merging, fusion, union. So now, the Alter Rebbe continues. He says, He says, He says, This is the endlessly great and wonderful advantage. This that we just learned about Torah, this Yichud Nifla, this awesome union and fusion. This is the endlessly great. Maile Yaseda, G'dela V'nifla Le'ein Kates. Again, look at how many words he's using. Maile Yaseda, he could have said that's enough. No, G'dela V'nifla. Yaseda G'dela V'nifla Le'ein Kates, without end, endless. This is this great advantage, the great Mila quality, possessed by the mitzvah of knowing and mastering the Torah. Knowing and understanding and comprehending Torah. Over all the other mitzvahs that involve action, mitzvahs maishis. Because mitzvahs ma'asis are indeed fulfilling God's will. We're not talking about just actions a person does. You're doing divine actions. You're implementing and actualizing God's will. However, knowing and understanding Torah is far greater than that. But he adds, you could say, okay, it's greater than mitzvahs ma'asis. Because mitzvahs ma'asis are actions. Your actions, you're fulfilling, you're realizing, you're, you're implementing God's will. But he goes further, he says, And even those mitzvahs connected with speech, she could say with speech, maybe your speech, as you speak, let's say you speak divrei teira, which is a mitzvah, to speak teira. Or other mitzvahs that are connected to speech. Speech, action, you can say, is somewhat outside of you. It's called a levush hanifred. It's a garment outside because you're doing something. Like, let's say, putting on tefillin. But Dibur is closer to you. But even that, Teirah is greater than the mitzvah in Dibur. Even the mitzvah of Talmud Teirah B'Dibur. Remember, there's a mitzvah in Teirah itself. There's a mitzvah to understand Teirah. There's a mitzvah to speak Teirah. V'afilu, he continues, V'afilu ha-mitzvah sa-Talmud Teirah So in addition to the mitzvah B'Dibur in general, also the mitzvah of learning Teirah, of verbalizing the Teirah, which is a mitzvah. So, but understanding, learning, and knowing and understanding Teda is far, is far greater than that as well. That's the extent. Not just the action mitzvahs, but also the, the, the speech mitzvahs, the mitzvahs that, that are related to speech, and even the mitzvah... V'afilo mitzvahs talmud shebedibur. And why is that the case? So he continues. Because, key, since all the mitzvahs which involve speech and action, or action, or an action, because based on, based on the different mitzvahs he just mentioned, HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaNefesh Umakifa Er Hashem. 
There you have the Abishter. Because Baruchu Malbish. Esa Nefesh encompasses the Nefesh of the person. Umakifo Eir Hashem. And surrounds the person. So what you're having is because he's doing mitzvahs, so these mitzvahs, which is the Ratzna Hashem, this is now, as he said, Malbishas Hanefesh, it encloses the nef, encloses the nefesh like we learned in chapter 4. Malbish. Umakifo Hashem. Adragla, from head to foot. Because like we learned in chapter 4, that when you do Machshova Dibra Maisa, and there the focus here now is on Dibra Maisa, Levushim, that your Levushim are completely consumed with and encompassed with the mitzvahs of the Ebishter. So that completely surrounds the person from head to foot. But surrounds the person. It's not internalized. But that we're going to say in a moment about learning and understanding Teda and knowing and understanding Teda is a far deeper union. But with the mitzvah of knowing Teda. So two things. Mulvad So not just that the, that the godliness is melubish, like he said, or is malbish as anefesh. Enclose, enclose and encompasses the nefesh. But here, the seichel, mulvad shaseichel melubish, bechokhmas Hashem. In addition to the mind being absorbed into the divine wisdom, Meaning that we are now absorbed and captivated, as we said, that the mind is captivated. So in addition, in addition to that, in addition to that, the person also absorbs the divine wisdom into his mind. So like we said, both directions. Not just one direction, not just that the idea. Like he said, that the mind of the person is enclosed in the wisdom of God, but also the wisdom of God is now internalized within his mind. And how does that manifest? As the mind masters, grasps, and absorbs, and absorbs whatever tater knowledge a person is able to absorb and master. So you are completely involved in the process. When it comes to a mitzvah, you're doing the action. But the union and the connection to God is really coming from the fact that you're doing God's will, and that therefore encompasses you from head to toe, from head to foot, Bereshivadragli. But here, more than that is happening. Remember we learned earlier that it begins first, the mind is absorbing the idea, and the idea is absorbing the mind. If you remember, he said also a third thing, that as the mind absorbs the idea, the idea is being absorbed by the mind, and then comes how the idea is absorbing the mind and captivating it. So from every possible angle, whether you're talking from the, ter- from the person to the tater, or from the tater to the person, there's total fusion. And that is only in knowing and understanding Taylor.
So you could essentially say that with mitzvahs, it's more in a form of makif. Now remember, makif does not mean necessarily removed and distant. It's just not internalized as it is when you understand something. So when a person, for example, let's say, let's give an example. Let's say you come and you see a situation that mesmerizes you, captivates you, and you're affected by it. But it doesn't mean that you own it. Is it yours? Or are you captivated by something outside of you? So with mitzvahs, yes, you're completely absorbed by the experience, but it's not become one with you. And a tater becomes one with you because, because the mind melds and merges and fuses with the idea. And as the idea melds and merges and fuses with the mind. Now, why does he add kefisichle v'keichidiyase? Because that's vasagose bepardis. Why does he say that? And he actually elaborates more, I should add. We said so far, he understands it as much as a person can absorb a master. And he continues, Each person, according to the person's mind and his cognitive powers and his abilities and his understanding and his grasp, as I just said, in Pardis, which is the literal, the allegorical, the homiletical, and the mystical on the ways of understanding Teda. Why is this so relevant? Because this emphasizes that with the person is involved in it. When it comes to a mitzvah, even though kavonis of a mitzvah, you could say there's a difference. But when a person puts on film, a mitzvah action, a mitzvah in action, and even a mitzvah in speech, ultimately, it's not so much commensurate to a person's level of understanding. You can do a mitzvah whether you understand it or you don't understand it. Understanding is very much you. Your personality is involved, and that's the yichud nifla, because we don't just want to subjugate ourselves and elevate ourselves to teda. We want the teda to become one with us. That's the whole point of the yichud. It's not losing yourself. The very mind of your personality and your self and your ego even. I don't mean ego and yeshus, but I mean to say your sense of self has now been absorbed by an idea that's greater than you are. In the mitzvah you don't say that. You could say my action, I'm doing something greater than I am. But when it comes to Taylor, that's what it is. And that's why it's ishke fisichle v'keichu diyose. And based and commensurate to his way of understanding, that's how the idea gets absorbed. And here we'll stop, because now he's going to continue and speak about how, why Torah is therefore called mozin. Mozin is like food that you internalize. And mitzvahs, you don't call mozin, you don't call it food for this reason. So we'll stop here, and we'll continue next week. Everyone have a very good week. This program and all programs around Tanya Applied can be found at tanyaapplied.com and you have also a forum there where you can submit any question. A good tevach and everyone be well. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.